Malcolm Forbes once said that failure is success if we learn from it. Tune in twice each month to The Shelley Show as co-host marketers Shelley Iverson and Nate Ebert interview successful business owners who share their failing forward marketing strategies and learn how to master digital marketing, Google Ads, and SEO. Let's go to work. Hey everybody, this is Nate. This is Shelly. And together we are here with business coach AJ Sue. Go ahead and say hello to the folks for us, AJ. Hello to the folks, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. So just kind of go into a little bit of uh, what you do in the uh, Madison area. What's your what's your business? So uh, I am a small business coach. I'm gonna correct you, Nate. My trade area is actually Middleton, Wisconsin, and more oh, okay. specifically. It's Middleton, Wisconsin. The Bariks in Middleton, Wisconsin, plus any like any direction, one mile, okay? okay. The Bariks plus a mile is my trade area. Gotcha. Uh, that, that's, that's a marketing statement. It's not uh, a client statement because I've got clients in the larger Dane County, southern Wisconsin area. I've got clients as far as Hawaii and Colorado and Florida. Oh, but wow. The marketing all happens within a mile of Bariks, more or less. It's that, that intensity. And uh, in the area, I've got great penetration. I've got a lot of top of mind. I choose my activities and my investments based upon thinking and being part of Middleton. Now, okay. as a coach, I work with small businesses, owners, um, anywhere between one and 10 or 15 employees. The average is probably about four. And the clients that I have are passion people small business folks that have come to their business because they're just, they love their cupcakes. And that's a special power unto itself. It also means a lot of them are not necessarily heavily trained or highly confident as business people. They see themselves first as their trade, the cupcake, the plumber, the cabinet maker, the painter, that's their identity. And I help them with their business, not as a consultant, but as a coach. And okay. there's a big difference there. Um, a consultant brings the answers. A coach actually helps the player, the owner, find their answers. Uh, I actually say a lot that my job is to help my clients make better decisions by allowing them to find the permission and the knowledge to make a good decision. There's a lot of times that they're, they're in their passion zone. They actually feel the right answer in their gut many, many times, but they mm -hmm. don't act because their intellect freezes them up. And my process is to help them gain a better perspective about the decision they're making. We will collectively go get some information that will help feed into their decision process. And once they have all this perspective and information, they actually know the decision to make. Um, sometimes it actually, we also cut down the decision into a smaller bite so that it doesn't feel quite so risky or overwhelming. Um, a prototypical example might be a small business person who is hiring the first employee or the second or third because it's still a really big step or maybe buying a bigger shop or bakery. And they're just, the decision itself is so large that they're a little bit paralyzed. The reality is it's an important decision and their gut is right. They know that there's too much work for them to do and the business is growing, but they're scared of making the investment. But in that same space, they're so scared if they don't make the decision. A lot of times the place we go is 
showing the numbers and minimizing the risk intellectually for them. But also, it's sometimes we go and say, let's start with a baby step. Let's hire a temp or go talk to rescue desk and bring some temporary virtual assistant service in to help take the load off them as a first baby step towards expanding their employee resource. Uh, but that decision process is what I help them with. Um, I consider it to be behavioral training more than tactical, although there's clearly tactical benefit along the way. It makes the journey a lot more fun and palatable and safe for them. That's what I do. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. That is really cool. Um, AJ, do you meet with these people um, in person, online, or do you like um, switch it up? Or, I mean, how does that work for, for you and for them? About a third of my clients uh, meet remotely with me before the COVID-19 world. Actually, all of them meet with me remotely now. <laughs> um, I did, prior to all of this, um, I, I was in Breeks five cups of coffee a day you know, cups of tea, and I'm having a lot of conversations at Barrique's in Middleton because it's convenient. For me, uh, it brings them to a place that's not their business, so it gets them out of the zone of mm -hmm. actually operationally thinking about the world as opposed to getting into a spot where they can start thinking about their own behaviors. So mostly face-to-face -face is my preference, um, but I think that's also more of a legacy than a reality. I am very effective with the remote. Um, it's just not as fun. Right. There. So it sounds like everything that you've kind of talked about in terms of your business has been really like intentional and methodical, like, you know, even as far as like bringing them to out of their own comfort zone. So kind of, you know, as a way for them to kind of get the juices flowing a little bit and really think outside the box a little bit. So given that, <laughs> uh, it's just kind of transitioning to kind of the theme of our podcast here, going over the um, one of the what you would consider to be one of your biggest failures or bloopers that you had while working within, you know, either this role or a role that you've had in the past. So what would you really consider to be your greatest failure in business? So uh, I'm going to say it's not a blooper. It's actually a failure. Okay. And it, it happened early in my uh, corporate career. So I've been doing coaching uh, 12 years, 10 years now. And when I got out of college, my first job was out in California with, the May Department Stores Company, uh, just a big honking department store. Okay. Um, I was in an executive training uh, executive training program. They put us in the stores for a year and a half, which was an amazing experience that was very scarring and it was like a crucible. But I learned so much. And then we got we got moved back into the corporate offices. And uh, when I got back to the corporate offices, I actually. I've had this thought in my mind that I've, I've, I'm a pretty smart guy. I've, I've been to college. Uh, I've got ideas. People have told me that I'm fairly smart. Um, I survived the store environment. I've done all these different things. So I'm pretty smart. And I got into the corporate offices and I had a little responsibility supervising a group of people. And we had to do work and projects and make the world a better place, blah, blah, blah. So that's, no, no, no mistakes so far in that. That's all good, just factual. But the mistake happened as I transitioned into this new role because I actually had uh, a little misalignment between the size of my body and the size of my head. My head was way <laughs> too freaking big. And okay. it was it really, it was, it was like, you know the bobblehead thing? Holy, holy crap. Bobblehead. <laughs> I'm just thinking Except, that. It's like a bobblehead with a watermelon on your shoulders, okay? Just bad. 
Oh, man. But in the space, and I'm doing my best. I've got the right motivation. My intent is good. But I'm challenging a lot. You know, it's like we've all been in jobs where somebody comes in and the, every other word is like, well, you know, my last company, what we did was, we, well, mm. what we used to do was, so like, I don't know why you guys don't. And all these things were happening. I was just like thinking about my experience in life and not thinking about the rest of the world. And something happened. It turned out that a couple of really important people to me, uh, really, they, they didn't need it. They didn't take it. They decided they were going to just uh, completely disavow me. They didn't even, they started undermining me in the background. And I don't actually, to this day, even then, I, I didn't hold them at fault for it because it was a situation I created. And that was the failing because these two people just happened to be really, really important people. They actually functioned, one in this uh, critical operations side that I interacted with, with my team and the other with uh, the, uh, the IT guys. So I needed IT and my operational support, and they both made my department function. Mm -hmm. And you know what? When the two people that run your two cornerstone departments decide you're an idiot, it turns out to be a really bad thing, especially if they start like making fun of you behind your back. And, oh, yeah. That's yeah. The word. So, like, I was completely oh. derailed, lost all my traction. And it was like this respect moment that I was, I was losing my respect or I had lost all the respect. And again, it was my fault. It was a failing because my head was too big for my shoulders, my body. I thought I knew more than I knew. And from a lesson perspective, I wasn't actually recognizing how much everybody else knew. Gotcha. So I ended up in a really bad spot and that's the failure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good story. Oh man. <laughs> well, good story now. Well, yeah, but during, during, absolutely. No. So then I guess, how did it get to that point? Was it just kind of like they had a direction where they wanted to go and you felt, Hey, I'm a smart guy. No, we need to go this way. Was that kind of how it worked out or how did it kind of shake out? Uh, it was, it was me not listening. Okay. Me not respecting their knowledge, their acumen, me being a fathead. Okay. So then I guess just kind of moving on from that, then how did you, I mean, obviously that's a bit of a lesson in and of itself, you know, just kind of taking feedback from others and really being more receptive to the message. But is there anything kind of deeper that you gained from that? Like what lesson did you really take from that experience? So let me tell you how I fixed it. Okay. There but, we go. Like yeah. the, the way I fixed it. And I actually think this is one of those lessons that is very powerful you mm -hmm. fix things the best by handling them very directly. And I don't mean like I called him to the mat and said, guys, stop it. You're supposed to be grownups. I could have done that. I wanted to do that. But what I actually did is I called a meeting. I had, I got a conference room and I called in Bonnie and I called in Rich and I called him in this meeting with just the three of us. And I said, here's what I've heard that this has been happening. There's been, you've been kind of smack talking me on the backside. Mm -hmm. um, and I, here's what I believe. I believe that I deserve it, but I want to tell you something else. I believe I actually believe that I can't do this without you. And so I need something from you. Here's the guy that they think is a total idiot. And I've brought them here to kind of fess up, lay the set the table and say, I actually need something from you. And I told them there's two things I needed. I needed them to support me in the functions that they did. And I needed them to support me by 
holding me accountable to not being an asshole. Mm. And so I said, if I'm in a meeting, you don't have to call me to the mat in the meeting, but I expect you to call me to, to the mat after the meeting. Mm. If I'm, if you're telling me something in our separate conversations or in our follow-up documents, emails, whatever, if I'm not approaching it with the appropriate open-mindedness, I need you to help me know that. And I, the hard part about that is obviously partly I'm coming clean and I'm saying I did this, mm-hmm. but it's also, it was hard to ask them to take on the burden of shepherding me, but that's what I did. And I will tell you that the pathway out of that with them, I think I took them by surprise. <laughs> I think they were surprised that I handled it this way. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were a little bit stunned in a moment. And when I asked them for the, for the, for the lift, I, I took responsibility. And I said, here's what I need. And I gave them this very large burden of holding me accountable. I mean, who needs another accountability, right? <laughs> Nobody does. But I think because I took them by surprise and I was so forthcoming, they both agreed to do that. And it was a little bit begrudging at first because they were waiting. They needed to wait to see if I was just talking or if I was really going to do what I said I was going to do. And so Mm -hmm. very rapidly over the course of the next week or two, I could see because I was delivering on my expectation to be this listening, engaged, collaborative person instead of being the fat-headed, bobblehead guy, that they saw I was really doing this. And it made all the difference in the world. Right. right. Yeah, the reason I said it was a good story is not because it's, it's, a pl- it's a pleasantry that you went through. It was actually a growing, a very growing experience. And you found a way to come out of that and not only come out of it, but come out of it with growth. And with not only for you, but also for them. I mean, I think it's just, you know, that's a great story, AJ. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's just like COVID-19. When it's all over, there's a whole bunch of good stories to tell. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> Social media has been fantastic during this. I'm just going <laughs> to say that right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, so now that you've really kind of, you know, that you've kind of taken that failure and really was able to really grow from it. What would you really say to people that are kind of going through something similar where they, they're not seeing success? Would you kind of say, Hey, just handle it directly. Or how would you really guide them or coach them through something similar that you're experiencing? So uh, the, there's several lessons here. The mm-hmm. approach lessons a little bit tricky because I think that if Bonnie and Rich had been different people, I might not have done what I did there. They were both no nonsense, very powerful influencers in the social mm-hmm. fabric of the company. And okay. uh, if they had been maybe less connected or if I thought there was a, a way to handle it more softly, I might've backpedaled to that or changed my tact. But I think it's always good to be direct. I'll say that mm-hmm. the stylistic approach and the, the, accountability, maybe the same things I'd want to achieve and have that as a recommendation. I mean, the whole goal is to make partners out of everybody. Mm-hmm. And to a larger degree of partnership comes from accountability within the partnership. So the goal in approach is to maximize the amount of collaboration and partnership accountability. How you get there might vary. Uh, for those two in that situation, I needed to go strong, I thought. And I did, and it was right. Could it have been wrong? I guess so, but it wasn't. So I feel good about that. 
Um, perhaps the greater lesson that I took away from that is the sort of the, the, the fat headedness part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, as a coach, I feel really, really good about my coaching. I think I'm a pretty damn good coach. Um, my, what I say about my coaching is I have no answers. I only have intergalactically spectacular questions. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny to say I'm, a, I'm an expert. I'm a guy that has no answers. I think it's really an, a, an unusual way to say things. But the reason I don't need to have any answers per se is because there is an incredible wealth of answers all the way around the table all through your tribe, all through your social media, all through your neighborhood, there's an incredible wealth of knowledge and expertise that is probably many times larger than any amount of expertise I'll ever have or any one person will ever have. So if you wanna find a better answer and you really wanna do the job really, really well, you should listen a lot more. You should expect that there is a better answer somewhere else maybe not in your specific discipline but that it and operations i i had to let go of what i was not an expert of and recognize that the wealth of their knowledge and experience is worth gold and it's just right there and it's not only just right there it's actually what everybody wants to give away it's like people humans just want to feel that they the world knows they exist number one, and number two, that they are able to contribute to the goodness and uh, uh, efforts of the world and their company. That's all people want. And both of those things require you to look away from yourself and look toward the other. If I say, Nate, you're really good at this uh, podcast interviewing stuff, uh, and uh, boy, you've got a lot of expert experience at it. I'm just going to shut up and have you guide me through this and tell me how to be great at it. I stop there and you're going, wow, this is my moment. I'm, I'm appreciated. I'm great. Is, he knows I'm here. And you go, I feel super. And then you give it your best. And that's true with virtually everybody I've ever worked with since that early time. They just want to give their best in their area of expertise. The trick is kind of backing away and not captive stealing their thunder and giving them the space to show you what they've got. You can't fail at that if you let people give you their best they've got. Wow. Sure. Advocacy is a powerful, powerful thing. When people feel like they don't have it, man, it, all bets are off. <laughs> I, I've, I've been down that road. It's not fun, but that's, that's awesome. That It seems like you kind of empower others to find their own answers by just, like you said, asking incredible questions, you know. I don't think anybody really has the answers to everything, but guiding them in that way can help them understand that, Hey, maybe they knew the answer all along. It's just kind of, they just needed to figure it out. Yeah, I think it's hundred percent true. And I think not only the, the, is the pathway true, but I actually believe that everybody has the answer inside them. It's just wrapped up in prickly scratchy stuff and buried down under some rocks. And I do help them find that answer. And they, when they see it, they know exactly how to execute against it. And as a sidebar, I will tell you, the, one of the little dirty secrets about AJ Sue business coaching is that as much as I want to say, AJ Sue business coach, uh, about a third of my clients say, AJ Sue life coach. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't advertise myself that way, um, but I know that you know, the, the, the reality of small business 
is that it's a very thin coin with life on one side and business on the other. And if I can't manage both of those with, with my questions for my clients, they will not be able to solve it. They, have, they gotta handle both aspects of it, the emotion and the intellect. And so mm-hmm. like I say this thing about a life coach, I think it's kind of, it makes me, it makes me giggle. It's like, I'm a life coach, what? <laughs> But it is true that I help people manage the emotional toll, the weight of the emotions in a way that feels very therapeutic, life coach ways that, you know, manage your emotions. And I don't mean to say dismiss your emotions. Emotions are completely valid. What we need to do is recognize them, appreciate them for what they are, feed them and nurture them the way they ought to be nurtured, and then harness them for all the good we can get out of them between the two halves of the reality, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And thank you. I think a lot, regardless of whether or not you're working in a small business, I think in a lot of ways that's applicable everywhere, you know, for everyone. <laughs> we have to be able to manage ourselves before we can handle our business. So. It is true. It's, it's, more, it's more acute in the small business sense because mm-hmm. it's harder to turn off the light switch when you go home as a small business person versus being a corporate person, right? No, very you true. Have, you leave it at the big building somewhere. But it is true universally that life and your work are inextricably connected. It's very, very true. All right, yeah, some people don't even go go out of their office. I mean, so some people are just always, especially small business owners, are just always at even at right home. Yeah. Shelly, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> always on. Um, oh man. Well, AJ, <laughs> think. Oh, sorry. So do you think my, my failure is a success? Is that okay? Do we do okay here? Oh, no. I, th- I think that went great. I think, honestly, you know, you learned something about yourself. And I think in a lot of ways, sometimes people just need to take a look in the mirror. I think that you knew your personnel well. You knew what they would respond to and you reacted accordingly. But you understood that the original failure wasn't necessarily getting them back on board. It was getting them off the ship to begin with. And I think that in that way, you were able to understand that, hey, sometimes we do need to take a look in the mirror. Sometimes we do need to make sure that our house is in order before we really start saying somebody else's isn't. So I think that that's an excellent lesson. I think understanding that, hey, I don't have the expertise outside of, you know, my current career, as well as, you know, outside of me (laughs) as a podcaster for Jelly Social Media, I think understanding how I react in a situation and understanding I don't have all the answers, even if it's in my expertise areas can really lead to a better conversation with others can lead to them understanding, Hey, this guy knows where he's at. He's not trying to put on, you know, put on airs or anything. He's who he is. And I think that that's very important to realize and understand that in a business world, that's all we can really do. Yeah. Can I, can I make one other statement here that's directly related between our topic of conversation and the current crisis that we exist in as a world? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm, I am giving time to small business owners. So think of it this way. I'm a business coach. I live in this community. I care about my community. And there's a whole bunch of small business owners out there that are making really, really hard decisions in a time that they are really weighed down by both professional pressure, financial pressure, and emotional pressure. What I do is I help people navigate their way through hard decisions. Right now, what I wanna do is help my community do that. So to the audience of your podcast, 
and any other small business people you too may know, um, I'm counseling for free small business owners. If they need something, if they're making that hard decision and they want a perspective, I'm happy to give them some of my time without charge to give them perspective and perhaps a way of thinking about their decision in a way that is maybe a little bit more balanced or a little bit more clear to help them and to help us all get through this. So if think about that, uh, it's a very sincere offer. Um, I've done several of them already and they're good. I mean, they're helping people get through this phase because as you say, right now, right now we're in a situation where people don't know very much, but they're making really hard decisions, which is actually exactly what every normal small business coaching situation is, except it's just a lot more acute and a lot more uh, stressful and a lot more uh, risk bound today than it normally is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's Absolutely. out there and I, I wanna make that offer and direct them to me, I'm happy to help. Okay, great, All right. thank you. I think we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All righty. Well, AJ, I think that uh, is about time for us here. Um, and thank you so much for taking some time here to talk with us and share really just kind of how you were able to kind of rebound from that and make amends in that, you know, even in the lesson as you were sharing, that's not going to work for everybody. But I think we can still definitely take that and learn how to operate kind of a, at the beginning stages rather than how we have to make up after <laughs> we've already kind of, you know, messed up a little bit. So all righty. Well, hey, that's thank you so much for being on here. And that's about all we got for today. Thank you so Super. much, AJ. Thank you. you. Bet. All right, you guys. We'll see you next uh, at our next podcast. And our next podcast will be in a couple of weeks. So thank you, everybody. And be safe.